Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain. I can't hear you. Aye, aye, aye Captain. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another fun-filled, sanguinating, pain-inducing shit show that we love with Rocket Punch Game of the Year Awards 2016. I shake my head and <laughs> I, uh, I congratulate you on the term sanguinate. Uh, thank you. Uh, again, I like trying to add big words for all of us to soak in and comprehend there. All right. Um, adding that to my dictionary <laughs> for the day. <laughs> awesome. Um, I will be your host this evening, Cameron. Um, I've joined by Will and Chaz here. What's up, guys? Yo, I'm ready to talk. You are ready to talk. Chaz, how about you? I'm ready to listen. <laughs> Not talk, just listen. He's ready to absorb what everybody has to say. Um, unfortunately, Seth is still down with the sickness for this episode. And unfortunately, as well, that's his loss. Um, because I think we've had some great picks so far. We do. We have um, some awesome picks this but far. But as... We are inching ever closer to the most coveted award that we could give the game, the game of the year award completely, but not yet. There is one more. That's what we're going to talk about tonight. It's number nine. It is the best developer. Nice. So before we get into that, though, let's go ahead and if this is your first time joining in and with game of the year deliberations that we've had so far, let's go ahead and get the rules out of the way. How this works, guys, is that we will we have a list of nominations that we have anonymously, not anonymously, submitted for um, approval from the Blood Gods. Um, we will whittle down this list of many until there are only three. From that list of three, we will take only one and put it up on the pedestal at which in which it deserves to be put on. We will praise it will praise the sun as it sits in the light. Um, it. This will be hard. Feelings may be hurt. There will be blood everywhere. Yes. Like spurting. Like like Japanese horror film levels of blood. Oh, oh man. Whoa. God, no. Yeah. yeah he's, he's not far off. He's not far off, folks. But the next rule, of course, is that in case you are, this is your first episode joining us, please understand that in order to describe and talk about some of these topics, there may be spoilers. Oh no, we will spoil the hell out of everything. Yeah, well, as 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 we'll hold back as best as we can, but we can't promise you anything. That's all what we're gonna go ahead and say right now. So definitely be prepared for that. Um, am I forgetting anything? That no, I think that's pretty much those it. Those are the rules. Other I mean, that, than the topic. Well, there really is just one more rule, and that is, you know, we need to have a clean fight, clean deliberation. Mm -hmm. You know, head and chest shots only. No, nothing below the waist. Can we all agree on that? I'm not going to reach below the waist if you're not. So, I mean, that's just how that's going to go. All I have to say to that is if we're not uh, equating nut shots into this, I, I will still aim for the knees. Okay, fair. That's a good compromise. Well, Sweep knees are okay. Sweep the leg. Yeah. Sweep the leg. <laughs> so let's dive in with um, award number nine, which is going to be best developer. 
Um, I'm going to go through the nominees here and then let the fighting begin. Um, so the nominees for best developer for game of the year 2016 is Blizzard Entertainment, Bethesda Studios, Concerned Ape, Eidos Interactive, Square Enix, Turn 10 Studios, Game Freak, Capcom, Bandai Namco, or is it Namco Bandai? I don't, you, you know, you know what we're talking about. Depends on the day. <laughs> Traveler's Tales, CyberConnect 2, Dimps, Niantic Labs, and Naughty Dog. And those are our nominees for Best Developer. Fight! I immediately nominate CyberConnect 2 and Dimps to go away. What? <laughs> Why? And so, bringing those up, um, CyberConnect 2, for people who do not know, um, they helped make uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Eyes of Heaven, as well as Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm 4. And Dimp, Dimps, surprisingly enough that Will is nominating this, um, did weird. help make Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2. Why? Dragon Ball Xenoverse is like your jam. It is my jam. Does not mean they're the best developer. Okay. That's very mature okay. of you, Will. I like that. No. No, <laughs> trust me. I, I have seen other things on here that are much more worthy of I, that title. I'll definitely say Dragon Ball Z Universe 2. Fun, great Dragon Ball game. Um, one of my favorite fighting games is from this developer, um, Naruto Shibuden. Mm -hmm. Ultimate Ninja Storm 4 is great. Well, they're from CyberConnect. Yeah, that's from CyberConnect. It, 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 it's so good. If you haven't played that game, it's so good. It's worth, worth your time. But uh, Oh, go ahead. Oh, I said my next nomination was going to be for <laughs> Traveler's Tales to throw that off this list because Lego Star Wars and Lego, those things. I'm not a really big fan of Lego games. Even though they're well-made, they're really good. Yeah, they're, I just, they're very just much well-made. Yeah. I'd agree with that. But it, is, Does that mean they're truly the best? Nah. You're the best around. I, when I see the developer name and I and I imagine that, I would love to be able to see. Mm, yes, that song fits. Okay. So, Traveler's Tales, you're done. Get out of here. Um, who is next on the hit list? Bandai Namco. Pocket, pocket tournament. Really? After you both made impassioned pleas for pocket tournament. In an earlier episode? Well, what do you think, Cameron? Because it's his vote against my vote. So you're the deciding um, Bandai Nepco? Yeah, no. Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> so here's my thing. I've played a boatload of their games. However, they are usually consumer unfriendly if you compare them to somebody like Tony. Because they do the cross save, but you gotta buy it twice. Mm, okay, you, yeah. There's no cross buy. About the, the Vita game I think you had to buy? Oh, no, no. Um, it's not one? just the Vita game. Digimon's. Yeah, well, all of their Digimon yeah. games are like that. So, yeah, you got to buy it okay. twice, but it's fourth cross save, so give us $100. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Hmm. Big decisions. Um, <clears throat> does Capcom really need to be on this list? No. Yes. I'd like to hear both stories, please. You first. Chaz, okay. go ahead. So... In terms of the intellectual properties that Capcom owns, Dragon's Dogma Dark Arisen is probably one of their most original IPs that they've created in a long time. Like, imagine 
you're in a you know uh, knights and swords era with giant dragons with the controls of say shadow of the colossus to where you're sort of climbing on these things and bringing them down and with like the battle system of say for instance um like a, a like a, a dynasty warriors or um oh what is it uh there's another game that's like this so i'm sorry to like interrupt. metal gear I, I'm, I'm yeah. terribly sorry to interrupt you, and I'll let you finish. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kanye. But I do have to say, we're not here to talk about the games. Okay. We're here to talk about the company as a whole. Why <sighs> they're the best developer. What inspires them to... What inspires people to love them? Now, g- mm-hmm. Games are a big part of it. We'll go ahead yeah. and say. Yes. But I'm talking about, as an example, CD Projekt Red from last year. Oh, man, yes. So when they include something thanking someone and and the physical soundtrack, and they're going above and beyond, they're fixing things right away. They're on top of their game. For free. All for free. That is the example to be heralded. And so when we're talking about Capcom, standard issue Japanese video game producer, they have made many, many good games in the past. Mm -hmm. But I don't think they're quite of that caliber. They re-released Resident Evil 4 through 6. That Last is year. That true. Was, that was good. That was good. Yeah. And, but then they put out Street Fighter Five. That wasn't. That good. wasn't so good. <laughs> you see where I'm going with this? <laughs> okay. Fine. Capcom dies in a fiery pit of hell. No. <laughs> Moving on. Just, <laughs> just, just let it, just let it hurt real quick, and then keep going. Otherwise, it's going to hurt too much for you. Fight away <laughs> all of my tears. Um. This is. I can already see this is going to be extremely hard. Oh crap! Yeah, we're already getting really. T- um, Niantic Labs. Let's talk about them for a minute. You want to talk about mobile games that just yep, sort of we, took everyone it, by storm, buddy? <laughs> Niantic Labs, man. So it's not about taking you by storm. It's about the developer. All right. It. I think that <clears throat> Niantic did a. They made. They did an excellent job helping to make a bona fide mobile game hit, like Pokemon Go. Yep. Is on, I'm sure I could guess at least everyone's phone here has Pokemon Go still installed on it. Oh, no, it's on there. It's they on still release phone. content updates. Um, they're really bad at communicating what's coming, though. It, it, I, I don't think they're worse off than some other companies. <laughs> Destiny. Um, <laughs> but. Kanji. Uh, <laughs> Hello, games. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. It's something you in my throat. really get that taken care of. We should. You, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah the problem doctor. is there's no doctor out there that can fix this. <laughs> Only good developing can fix this. But I think that, and I, I like I give them credit where credit is to do. Pokemon Go was the bona fide hit. Like we went on the PokeWalks. We did. And so many, like uh, the local park here in Huntsville was filled with people walking around playing this game. My thing with that is that it wasn't a sustained hit. And there were a lot of, especially in them making their game, some communications missteps, which I can forgive them for, but a lot of the development for Pokemon Go, it kind of just, it's more of an ebb and flow type of deal. Like it might peak once or twice for a little bit and then it goes away and you really don't hear much from them. And I think that, I think what happened with Niantic is that they got overwhelmed with the success of Pokemon Go and they were not prepared for that, which I won't knock it against them, but I think it would have helped its chances better on this list if they had. You prepare for anything. Mm-hmm. You never know. Right. And I think they were 
wholly unprepared for how big Pokemon Go was going to be for them. I, I bet somebody at Nintendo was like, oh, don't worry. This is not going to be that big a deal. It's just going to be just the first 150 Pokemon. You'll be fine. It'll be all right. Oh, we don't really need the support. Just use one of your other games that you made. It'll be okay. Just put that Pokemon yeah. skin on it. Everything will be fine. Then all of a sudden, it releases millions of people downloaded. People are pouring money into this thing. And they're like, it's on fire. Oh, my God. The server's <laughs> melted. <laughs> Oh, dude! Remember trying to log in after you downloaded it? Like, oh, and there was no communication about that. Well, it was. It took me a week before I once I downloaded the app even be able to play because I, I couldn't log in. It kept locking me out. But think about now the the support turnaround. I mean, that regardless of of the slow start, because every every developer has slow starts to yeah. games sometimes. Um, the support for the different mobile devices that are coming out. So for your watches, for your uh, phones it, it's it it is looking like they are they are building the infrastructure to support this game albeit it is one game that they are famous for but mm-hmm. it's a really good good game so you're telling me you never play angris because that was the game they had yeah it was. It, 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 it was it was from what i heard it pokemon go is ingress with a nice nintendo-ish film cover on the it is there are some changes but yes <laughs> um i don't i don't think niantic stacks up with the rest okay of the they do not all right vote passes you're gone bye felicia all right um next on the hit list now we're, we're getting to crunch now and i'm gonna be honest it's gonna be real tough i i see where you're looking and uh i can't blame you we have sung praises game and this developer story but at the same time he is but one man now granted he has added a ridiculous amount of content and we're talking about Stardew Valley concerned Ooh, okay mm-hmm. are you talking about keeping it or letting go an argument could be made both ways okay, okay. Well, let's have that argument because I think I think, I think this is an important <laughs> argument to make and this is real I think this is really gonna set the tone what what do we all think? I think this is a lock for this list. I think Concerned Abe and Stardew Valley are a lock for Best Developer. Why? Because Best Developer speaks to the creation, singular vision, and the uh, wherewithal to create not only a game but that is playable, but also a game that is fully featured as well as supported. So, in this particular case, I feel that Concerned Abe, although one person made a game by himself embodies the spirit of a developer of all the developers that we want to be and the inspiration to us all in terms of creating content, creating video games, creating worlds in which we live. You got something to say again? Um, second. I, I, I second what Chaz <laughs> saying. And I, again, never playing Stardew Valley, but as a best developer, it, I, we, I've talked about it in earlier episodes, especially um, back in the day, but, you have better success as a developer when you have a large, like if someone threw an unlimited budget at you and a, you can have as many people as you want, 500 employees. Sure. $10 million. Sure. Make your game. It's totally cool. No develop, no publisher in their fucking right mind is ever going to do that. But if you had that pipe dream, you can make whatever you want it. And you would probably make the best game ever. Like, Oh, take your time, do whatever you want to. But as you scale down, I think that's one of the things that makes games special in their sense is um, especially indies because indies, when, as you scale down and you don't have like those 
four or five hundred member dev teams or even like the 50 or not the hundred person dev teams you have to you have to work really hard to see with what you have and i think that concerned ape as for what you said chas as a best developer one person yes it took him five years but one person who worked his butt off to make the music and the graphics and the assets and the code and everything like that made Stardew Valley and for Stardew Valley to come out with the success it has there, there hasn't been any controversy over that game as opposed to looking at you, Batman Arkham Knight PC version. And you had a full featured studio working on your game, but your PC version couldn't work shit. This guy came out, released his game to such praise and success and there hasn't been problems. He's been able to focus on additional content and patches to add onto that game. I think that's that's worthy of best developer. I wouldn't say he's locked for the top of the list, but I definitely say he's top three. Um, and here's why. Okay. He's he is but one man, so he can only respond as quick as one person can. Now, in the benefit of the community, they loved his work so much they wanted it on multiple platforms. And Chucklefish Games has helped them afford it. As a publisher, and people wanted to keep throwing money at him to the point where, like, release a soundtrack, we'll pay you for it. And, and he was just and like, they did. He released a soundtrack, but even that, like, his communication game, even and it's, I'm sure it's easier for one guy, but mm-hmm. even then, it's so like people. He gets the feedback. He says, "I'll see what I can do," and probably because it's one guy that I think a lot of people's expectations are very tempered. Mm-hmm. Is that they're like, dude, take your time. Yeah. Go ahead and take care of it. He's and then still he, working on it. He releases the stuff when he has the time to, and people give him that credit. But I, I, he, if anything, at least for right now, he deserves to be in the top three. Oh, I, I agree entirely. I, I have no doubt. Developers love him. Gamers want to be him. Yep. That's what they aspire to. <laughs> All right. Um, so we, we got to have kind of a nasty fight here. Mm. Oh, oh da, 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 da. Okay. I'm going to say Blizzard and Bethesda going. Ooh. Who do you who do you think comes out on top? Why are you asking the guy I, that like, hosts Tank and Spade? I, I have to ask. That's one of the episode. All right. Uh, so I'm going to put this one out there. Um, Doom by far is probably one of the best first-person shooters I have played in recent memory. Um, Destiny notwithstanding, because Destiny is not a first-person shooter. Um, <laughs> Destiny's not anything right now. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, Destiny feels real nice, but that's that's beside the point. Um, Doom is really good. Id Software helped with the help of Bethesda made that one there, uh, and Dishonored too. You're looking at um, Arcane Studios. Yep. You know, working still on still under too. the Bethesda banner. Yeah, so still under the Bethesda banner, but. Mostly the in-house things that Bethesda made were things like you know Fallout Four from uh, Bethesda's but, but, like, but that was last year. That studios was, was yeah. Fallout Four and yeah. Skyrim. That's Skyrim. what that's what they make. And that's what they make. Um, Bethesda's really good as a publisher, but I think stacked against Overwatch or Legion or Legion or anything in-house Blizzard has done. And I, I almost actually thinking about it. We almost maybe shouldn't have even had Bethesda. Yeah. Studios because on this list. Th- those aren't Bethesda. 
that's like in Bethesda yeah. Studios as a whole is kind of a like Bethesda Studios is the blanket. It's the right. umbrella that houses all those studios in there. Mm-hmm. Now, yes, they do make their own games, but there really wasn't a game from Bethesda from them Softworks. from this yeah that from came this. out and and it's not knocking those two games at all, but. I would more argument to say that would be Blizzard versus id Software or Blizzard versus Arkham Studios. In in each fight, Overwatch wins both of those because Overwatch versus Doom and Overwatch versus Dishonored. It's it's a two on one, and yeah. and Blizzard still walks out brushing its shoulders off as it walks out of the bar. When you have the community support that Blizzard has, it's kind of stupid. Yeah, uh, it's not. I I think I think almost by just particular rules and sets that Bethesda and these two games end up falling yeah. off the list. Yeah. And that's not knocking those two games or those two studios, id and arcane. Mm-hmm. But it's I a, think, I think it's more of how they were submitted. Yep. Yeah. I agree. Um, it blizzard and overwatch or just, I mean, blizzard as a general, I mean, we have overwatch as an example, but the hearthstone expansions and legion legion and Diablo content, and Starcraft, mm. or yeah, that Starcraft content that dropped last year, or Heroes of the Storm content. Yeah, but like Overwatch has been this big push this year, and Overwatch speaks for itself. If you listen to the Rocket Punch cast in any shape, form, or fashion throughout the last six months since May, then you know that we're or Tank and Spank for that matter, then you you know we're big fans of Overwatch. And I think Blizzard has done just focusing on Overwatch. They have. Always will, always will continue to do excellent work communications. I love the fact that Jeff Kaplan, the director, when they have upcoming patches, they'll be like, hey, here's what we're thinking about the game. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. What do you, you know, this is what we look like it's coming in. They take that feedback from the people and they've added those updates to the game to tweak and update. And people know what's Hell, coming out. They totally reworked Symmetra. So now she's actually viable. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. She and, has two ults now, right? And even. <laughs> And even as a contra- controversial thing, the whole tracer butt thing. Which, let's be real, that was kind of dumb. Oh yeah, no, it, it was completely stupid, but the way they handled it... I don't understand why that was a thing. ...was so, I think was one of the best ways to handle that scenario. It's like, they, uh, hey, we got feedback, there's some people that want this, and we'll make the change. People may have gotten fussy about a little, a little butt, but then they got fussy about it. And then they went along their way. I mean, I'm fine with butt, but some people might not be fine with butt. So, <laughs> get me out of here, please. I'm digging myself a hole. Please help me. No, you're good, man. You're fine. <laughs> Here's the shovel if you want it. I mean, it's okay. Um, no, uh, let's let's change gears here because, I mean, we could talk about Blizzard literally and just turn this into a tank and spank episode. Or we could just continue down the list. Let's, let's keep it in the list. So to continue on with our blizzard conversation, naughty dog and blizzard walk up to each other in a bar. No, that's not happening. Yet. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and put my foot down. We're saving that. For later. <laughs> oh, really? We're going to save that conversation. Uh, okay. We're okay. going to table it. Well, talking about naughty, let's, let's get naughty dog out of the way. Does it belong on this list? Uh, Everyone's looking at me like, really? I'm at like, I'm just asking a general question. I need, no, um, I do believe that Naughty Dog deserves to be on this list. Okay. Um, now, if they are top three, that is yet to be determined. But I can tell you that when you continually release masterpiece level projects. Since Uncharted, let me think, since the first Uncharted. Right. Uncharted 1, 
has nine or higher, Uncharted 2, nine or higher, Uncharted 3, nine or higher. Last of Us. <laughs> what the fuck? Come on. Last of Us. Literally best game of last generation. <laughs> um, Uncharted in- 4. A Thief's End, nine, nine or higher. no business looking that damn good. You're right. Yeah. There You're you go. Right. Pull quote. You're right. I got it. It, yeah, I mean, you, you're doing something right as a studio when you're, when you're literally hitting grand slams every game, not just home runs, but grand slams every game you release, you take your time and you, you don't just like take too long, but you use the time you have and have the employees and people. Um, Naughty Dog is heralded as one of the best studios in the world and rightfully so. I, I think, I think it can stay attention on the list for now. Oh, that's going to be really tough because... So, uh, yeah. I, I hate to do this to them, but I, I kind of enjoy it as well. Eidos and Square Enix go into a bar. No! <laughs> oh, why would you do this? Stop it. They're they're, they're family. Don't, don't make them that's fight true. Sometimes Civil Wars happen. Uh, I mean, look at the Marvel Universe. Yeah, that's true. So, for context, Eidos Interactive, um, they helped make the new Hitman for 2016. Um, Deus Ex, Mankind Divided. Yep. And Rise of the Tomb Raider, which is that's from last year, but they re released it. It's kind of wiggle room. We'll give them a little bit of credit for the half credit. Uh, Square Enix, on the other hand, had Dragon Quest Builders. And then, of course, they spent all their freaking time an entire decade (laughs) getting Final Fantasy 15 out the door. And it shows because that game is phenomenal. Well, um, even did they also, also do I Am Setsuna? Yes, they release like um, 2D game. The Enix handles like the 2D stuff and Dragon Quest, um, and then Square does all things Final Fantasy. I think. Oh well, um, the developer for I Am Tsunu was Tokyo RPG Factory. Oh, okay. okay, so it's not Square Enix. No, I think you're thinking of like the Bravely Second series or the Bravely series. Okay, okay, you might be Bravely right. Bravely Default, Bravely Second. Yeah. Ooh, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm double checking some of these games. Mm-hmm. So. Hitman was actually developed by IO Interactive, so Hitman cannot be counted under the Eidos no. um, okay. bandwagon. Who else was in? Um, Deus Ex Mankind Divided. That's uh, also Eidos Montreal, right? Let's see. I thought they were all under Eidos. Nope, we got a fact check. Yeah, we okay. do have to fact. Um, Eidos Montreal, so they can they can work in under that. Okay, banner. so we can take out Hitman then and put it under IO Interactive. And if you wanted to, yeah, if you want to put IO Interactive. Okay. On, right. on the on the bandwagon, um, but then I'm gonna put all three going into the bar because those games are all listed together. Then Rise of the Tomb Raider is Rise of the Tomb Raider doesn't count. Yeah, so, so Hitman, um, Idos doesn't make it out. I'm not like, I think hit. I think maybe I need to play more of it. But Deus Ex: Mankind Divided was a good game. It's not my favorite, but I also remember the entire debacle of the pre-order strategy that Eidos had for that game where like if they got so many pre-orders they would open up like you would get an unlock bonus so if you get like a a hundred thousand pre-orders you got this hang on hang on hang on what is our uh our ultimate uh thing our rule at Rocket Punch that is we regularly break and only for certain studios don't pre-order games they deserve, based on that, to not be on this list. Unless it's the Nintendo Switch and Legend of Zelda. <laughs> Again, there, there are, at this moment in time, only two companies I will ever break that rule for. Nintendo and Blizzard. 
And they're both very honest. They are pre-purchases. But, yeah, I would say we need to get rid of Eidos. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I, don't think, I don't think Eidos makes it out of there. No, it doesn't. Now, can Hitman pull off the ultimate hit against the, the developers of Final Fantasy? Ooh, that Final Fantasy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you right now. I don't believe that. I think Square Enix walks away from this and is like, "Hitman, please, I got summons." <laughs> I think. Oh man, you're 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 here. You're in the room with two hardcore Final Fantasy fans. That's true. I think that Square Enix comes out, but I don't think they come out unscathed. I think they take like. Hitman is very good. Like the retelling of Hitman, I love the fact that IO Interactive took Hitman. Mm-hmm. And again, I've talked about it in earlier episodes, but weaved it into a stuff. It weaved it into this game service thing that was so, so perfect. It I think it was the best way to execute if you want to make your game like a like a seasonal thing mm-hmm. or like a service, as it were. But remember, we're we're talking about like Will said, the developers themselves, not so much the actual games that they made. Well, it's praising but, the yeah, developer praising for the developer. going down that route and actually right. executing on that service delivery. No, and to be fair, they totally changed how episodic gaming. Is like no, no question from Cameron here at Rock Punch. Mm-hmm. Like games as services should be executed the way that IO Interactive is handling Hitman. No question. They there's constant content every week. There's new stuff to do, even in the limited shape. You don't buy the full game, but buy just the story chapters. There's still content you can do later on instead of just the story beaten. Oh, I got to pay more. No, you can continue on, and they're continuing on with that service after the fact. Hitman is great, um, but I, the the one thing I will the one thing I will hit Square Enix with is that ten year death cycle, which. Square Enix does a lot of stuff, and I can kind of forgive them for that, but still, 10 years, 10 years. It went from Final Fantasy versus 13 to Final Fantasy 15, but they, in my opinion, they get credit when you look at the fact of how that game came out Mm -hmm. after 10 years. Think of Duke Nukem Forever. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Uh, Like That was almost the golden example of what happens when your game falls into development hell Mm -hmm. and then tries and makes a comeback and it, nope, not happening. It is not. Final Fantasy 15, I dare say, is even, I mean, I I, I could add it. If it's not on game of the year list for us for the next episode, yeah, I mean, that game was, I think, was done well enough that it could definitely contend with that. And maybe you can make an argument and say, well, they had extra time. Well, Duke Nukem Forever had extra time too when we see where that got. A steaming dog turd on the road. Exactly. And so I think that if between those three, Square Enix is the one who walks out of that bar. So let's, no question. let's recap then with um, what we've got so far. Okay. Recap for us, Chess. Yeah. So it looks like we have Blizzard Entertainment left, Concerned Ape, Square Enix, Turn 10 Studios, Game Freak, and Naughty Dog. Um, I, I will say this right now: Game Freak versus Turn Ten. Yeah, that's where the Ooh. battle is lying right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so this is from someone who um does not. Admittedly, I do not drive, uh, not yet, anyway. But Turn Ten Studios, their car models, whenever they make 
a physics model for their engine is so good and so perfect and it's really great um i i just think like forza the forza series in terms of its car handling and everything else is awesome Mm -hmm. but not only that turn 10 studios and along with they they have like an australian australian team i think um together yeah i have to check again together though they've made they have made so many of their driving games whereas the king like polyphony digital who used to make driving sims They've put out more games. Who's that? <laughs> right. They put out more games than any Gran Turismo. <laughs> we'll hear from them this year. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. But they put and out. And then in 13 years, the game will come out. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the, the speed at which they work and the quality of their work is not unnoticed. Now, to be fair, though, it's easy to do that when you have Microsoft-level money behind you. Mm-hmm. You're not but wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong, but then you have Game Freak, who is help supported by the Pokemon Company, who uh, no Game Freak is owned by the Pokemon. Company. Correct, correct, correct. Um, which is owned by Nintendo. Right. So, well, a stake. Uh, Nintendo is a, a, a very large, very stake large stake that keeps Pokemon it company. exclusive. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, if so, Toru Iwata was still on the Game Freak banner even though he was never officially a Game Freak employee, I would probably be all over it because he helped save that franchise. But, there's a big but. We all know how we like but. (laughs) Apparently that's the thing today. (laughs) Oh yeah. Forza Horizon 3 did have a phenomenal launch as far as that goes. In the end though, if I had to choose... Am I going to choose my racing games or am I going to choose the people that have been literally redefining the genre of, well, not genre, but the, the franchise of Pokemon? Now, it's to the point where as far as the support for this game, mm-hmm. they did a global release. Right. So, I mean, they didn't do the stage rollout like a lot of people do. On top of a lot of that, they host all these events. All over the place, as far as giving Pokemon away, celebrating the 25th anniversary. Mm. I mean, they were doing a lot for the community just because of the age of the franchise. Right. And that's something I don't, I don't think I can ignore. With with Game Freak, I mean, if you're going to put those in a bar, I would lean towards Game Freak. Especially with their execution of Pokemon Sun and Moon and some of the new implementations they've... Oh, no, there's no question. At this point, I'll play both games, but I have to go with. And I, I love like Legacy. It's been a super long time since I've been in a racing game, and I and I now understand why Forza is the new king of the hill right. with racing games. I mean, when you don't show up for years, then somebody's going to take the crown, right? Correct. Just, <laughs> that's basic basic math there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, if we're going between the two, I think Turn Ten ends up losing in with the implementations and changes they they breathe. Breathe the new life into Pokemon Sun and Moon. Not only that, I uh, dare say the best Pokemon they've released yet. Yeah, I, I would agree. It was 100%. pretty good. I'm still on the... Well, never mind. Oh. You have to finish the game first. The game. Yeah. <laughs> Chaz. For the people at this table who have finished the game, it is one of the best Pokemon games. That is the best Pokemon story. Uh, yes. Yes. And I agree. Just end statement right there. Yep. The best Pokemon story. 
All right, kids. It's crunch time. When it gets it's when it gets tight. Um now it's time for the Blizzard versus Naughty Dog. You really think that oh my goodness. No, it's not time for that because <laughs> those both deserve to be in the end stage. Uh, <laughs> no. I, oh, okay. It's no. we have what five? I, I think we could we're sort of starting getting to our point of narrowing down who so are we've top. locked concern date. Yes, they're in. That is the epitome of what a indie developer should be. Yep. So remaining, we have Blizzard, Square Enix, Game Freak, and Naughty Dog. We have those four left. Two can stand. Two cannot. So Blizzard and Naughty Dog. I'm sorry. That's like that's my and I love me Final Fantasy. I love me Pokemon, but I think that pound for pound consistency. If if I'm looking between those two, two, what I see. And what I'm looking for is consistency. Both of those studios make high quality games all the time. And they are extremely consistent. They, they can't stop. They won't stop. And when they <laughs> fail, Blizzard failed at replacing Warcraft. They were like, okay, well, we're just going to turn this into the best game of the year. The Overwatch? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. When you're right, you're right. Because <laughs> They the, failed so hard. They, they so scrapped hard. the game yeah. and turned that into what we now know as Overwatch. They, they were not... They were not afraid to say, we've gotten so far, but this game is not shaping up to our expectations. Get out of here. Yeah. When they could have just shipped another turd like any other MMO developer. I mean, look at that Star Wars game. Ooh, man. It's so bad they can't charge for access for it. Well, I mean, they can, but. (laughs) They won't do well. Um, Chaz, what do you think? I am marking Square Enix off of this list. Oh, wow. (laughs) Look. We converted the Square Enix guy. <laughs> no mercy. I, I just I don't. If I love Square Enix, I have I, I, I can't, love. I can't make a passion plea against against World of Warcraft. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, I mean, you, you can't. Like when you're looking at, it's not only Overwatch, but the support for Diablo, the support for World of Warcraft, Starcraft. Hell, Starcraft. There's a whole like gaming scene in which one country is like yeah we're gonna support starcraft when you have a country behind like one of your games dude like what (laughs) yeah um i mean as much as as much as i love final fantasy 15 and i love final fantasy 15 um i think there's a more important fight later on He's hold, He's saving his strength, folks. So I'd I'd rather save my strength for it. Um, it, I, and it, choose my battles. Set like Square Enix. I've been a, I was a Square fan before it was Square Enix when it was SquareSoft. I remember it's, those days. Yeah, you remember that? Remember seven, eight, nine? Oh yeah, even Not, before that. I still say nine is the best. Each his own. You you don't understand the superiority that is Final Fantasy VII. That's why Polygon made a full featured thirteen thousand word article on Final 30, Fantasy thirty thousand. There I'm, you go, I'm, even better. I'm sorry, Cameron. I I remember you were saying Final Fantasy thirteen for some reason. <laughs> get out but... of get out of this room. Get out right now. I think we, we both drunk. <laughs> we we all love Square Enix. Uh, I'm sorry, SquareSoft because Enix just diluted that trash. But at the end of the day, it just doesn't stand. I, Square Enix was great, but it's not as great as some of the other ones that are on the. Especially this said, year, yeah. every yeah. every developer we have mentioned deserves their support. They have yep. made phenomenal games in the past and are working on games in the future. 
But we are talking about the cream of the crop. There you go. All right. Oh, we're using oh, this. Oh, yeah. Stuff. Nope, stop. <laughs> Can't stop, won't stop. Oh, <laughs> so God. I think now, if we're all in agreement, I believe we now have our top three. Yeah. Yes. And those are Blizzard, Entertainment, Concerned Ape, and Naughty Dog. Think about this. One man is singly, single-handedly standing among giants. Yes. <laughs> single-handedly. Yes. He's, now, he is the jester to Mario's throne of bones. <laughs> now, now we shall see if this one man will rise or fall. Now begins the fight for who will take home the grand prize of best developer this year for Rock Punch. So here's, I want to do something a little bit different. Okay. Um, with with Will supporting um, uh, Blizzard and you, Cameron, supporting Naughty Dog, obviously with with Uncharted Four, right? Okay. I mean, I, mean, well, I, I could and like I can make a plea for anyone to, on to this list. To be fair, I love Blizzard to the point where I will talk about them for hours. Right. However, right. If I can be persuaded, mm-hmm. I am open. Well, I mean, I w- just because I host a podcast about them doesn't mean they're the best developer <laughs> ever. But here's how I want to do this differently. I want to hear your your reasoning as to why Blizzard should be above Concerned Ape. All right. So if I were to sit down and talk about this, A, um, they talk about content before it happens. They have a clear communication channel. And they're 99% of the time on top of it. B, um, they give you more for free than just the game, i.e. comics, wallpapers, media, a lot of content, cinematic media. shorts. So there's extra to go with that than just a good o- game. Overwatch gets you 60 bucks and you get all future content. You don't have to pay for additional patches or things yeah. like that. You can pay money to get boxes that may give you content you Maybe. want or may give you, you know, coins and duplicates. And I say that for Overwatch, but also, i.e., look at Heroes of the Storm where you do pay for content and... Heroes and other things. But you don't have to pay to get in the door. And they rotate heroes every week, so there's always somebody free to play. But go ahead. Um, Look at... Actually, let's look at Hearthstone. The game is free to play. If you want to pay money to buy packs like Magic the Gathering style, you can. Or you can spend a ridiculously long time completing quests every day to get coins to buy the packs in the game with in-game currency. So you can spend your time or you can spend your money. True. All right. Warcraft, you better pony up. (laughs) (laughs) 15 a month. Yeah. Woo. Come on. Uh, However, look at what that 15 bucks a month gets you. Yeah. I mean, you are friends. It gets you the longest. (laughs) It gets you the longest running MMORPG in modern history. With arguably more content than anything else that a lot of these developers have ever the closest MMORPG that reaches like Warcraft heights is Final Fantasy, Fantasy 14. 14. And that has like a, over a million subscribers and they're like, oh yeah, we're uh, very happy. I, I'm, I'm one of them. So yeah. I love Final Fantasy 14. I, I, play, I am an I on again, off again. Of Usually when I get tired of WoW, I cancel and I sub Final Fantasy and then I go back and Right, and they're both quality, and, games. and I'm sure they both the developers are like, hey, that's totally fine with us. Come on down. That, that Stormblood DLC is going to come out soon. That's going to be awesome. But but who's, I, who's playing Wildstar? Uh, Anybody playing Wildstar? What is, what is Wildstar? Uh, whoa, man, that's oh man, that says what's a lot. that old Republic Star Wars game? Oh man, Seth isn't here to get burned by that. <laughs> um, I'm not talking about Kotor either. That's Master oh no, class you're talking about the stuff. old Republic. There we go, the, the old Republic. Um. All right, so so but then let's yeah. be serious. Yeah. Um, as far as 
quality of content and extreme volume of content. Because let's be real, where they're talking about Legion, we have Overwatch, we've mm. got Hearthstone, we have Starcraft, mm. we have Diablo. Mm. They were totally redoing chunks of Diablo for certain parts of the year just to celebrate Diablo. The yeah. OG Diablo, not current Diablo, who's original like Diablo. Oh, them Diablo. Let's just, let's just be real. Let's just be real that there's always a good time to celebrate Diablo. That's true. True. You're correct. But I do believe their constant communication, they put things in the test realm so people can play it and see if it's broke and help the developers beforehand. They're constantly And they're so quick about it too. Like it's in there for like a week or two. Oh, content's live now. Yeah, Whoa. I mean, it, it is one of those. The volume of communication from that company is something that people should model. Yeah, agreed. So Cameron, mm-hmm. your passion plea for Uncharted being above concern, Dave. Okay. I listened to Will's impassioned plea. Um, I may screw things up there. I apologize ahead of time. Um, really thinking about it for me, Naughty Dog should not be the winner of this category. Whoa. I agree with you. It, um, it should be Concerned Ape in Stardew Valley. And he, I also uh, agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, here's... I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the plea down. Then I want to hear from sure, Chad. See sure, 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 sure. anything I might have missed. Um, it's as I said earlier. It's easy. I think that it's so easy to have hundreds of people. If if you have a development team of hundreds of people to make a successful game, and even not even successful in like the Naughty Dog and Uncharted Four sold almost 10 million copies, or Blizzard Games is selling millions of copies, but even like like mid-tier games that are all oh, those those are rate those are reviewed fairly well, not bad, but not good per se, and they're still selling maybe a couple hundred thousand, one million, something like that. Like and you have this nice chunky team, 100, 200, 300 people. Um it is nigh unheard of at least that I can think of in recent memory. And we, we, every time we talk about Stardew Valley, we talk about the one guy mentality. We talk, you know, we re, uh, Seth wrote a story on it on rocketpunchco.com of one guy did all of the assets, all the stuff, everything, like all the music, everything. But, big but, that is, he, it took him five years to make that game. He worked in a bowling alley. No. Was, was it a bowling alley? No. Uh, it was a he was an usher at a movie. It was a, it's a, he was he worked in a movie theater as an usher to make and have money while he was doing this passion project. While he was doing this, money, he could have quit at any point in time. And when he quits, it's done. The dream is dead. You go in these larger two three hundred developers guys. If one or two people quit, that company's like cool. Okay, we'll go get some more people. It's okay, and it's not knocking him. That's a big business. Yeah, I mean and. Oh, go ahead. The show must go on for those folks because mm-hmm. they have bottom lines to meet. They have, you know, shareholders they have to keep happy. Like there is a business model that they have to keep going. As much as I love Blizzard, when Chris Benson left, guess what? It didn't crumble. Yeah, he had other people he worked with. They will continue forward. But and even so, like, I'm I, I, somebody pull up this article. Go to rockpunchco.com, and I'm, I'm I don't want to I don't want to get names messed up here because I want to make sure. That I have everything, name, all that stuff taken care of. But when he, Concerned Date basically had everything to lose. 
like you know, everything to gain, nothing to lose type of mentality in, in my mind. And he went out and um, made what he wanted. Um, it is his name is Eric, Eric Barone concerned eight. That is the guy's name. Um, every, everything in that game is been touched by him. The music, the sound effects, the art. And we, like every time we talk about Stardew Valley, I feel like ad nauseum, we're talking about all this stuff. But if, if you're listening to this and you're an indie developer, Chaz, just like you said, this is what you dream of. This is the, this is the story right here that makes you want to be an indie developer. Oh, agreed. Or, or even just a game developer in and of itself. And this man went from working as an usher in a movie theater to he could basically, he can chill out and start working on his next game and probably has enough money to continue to do that. Other than having to pay Chucklefish their cut. Yeah, everything else is his. Completely his. And there is, this is not knocking Naughty Dog and Blizzard in any shape or form, but I think, Eric Barone is the unconventional. He he's the wild card in this list of three. He is what people, aspiring developers, dream of. That's this is the success story that they want for themselves. And with the resources he had, like he he had he had to scrape everything together and build from that. Blizzard and Naughty Dog, they make great stuff year after year, like masterpiece tier content and games every year, but they are doing it in pre-established conventions. They already have everything set up. Right. They already have the content they need. Right. They they have the resources. They're right. working with millions of dollars knowing right. they will make millions more. Right. This guy, if if again, if he stops working, Stardew Valley's dead. No one ever sees it. He makes no money. He continues being a usher in a movie theater. And I would dare, I would dare argue that some people's lives would be the worst for it. If not for him in the five years he took to make this game and get it out. Stardew Valley should win this. one. And that was the point I was just trying to get across there. Like with, even with resources, um, developers with unlimited resources. I mean, hell look at Activision and look at uh destiny. You know, you have $500 million to create a game and we get destiny. Right, even with all the amount it's of, it's not a bad game. Not a bad game by any means. It's not a good game. <laughs> game. Um, but um, you know, even with those unlimited resources, y- you your quality of the game speaks to your passion for it. And even I hate digging this hole. I think we talked about it enough. Hey. But even talking about indie developers like Hello Games, a small studio of yeah. twelve to fifteen, they had more people. Granted, it was so ambitious, but we've we've talked about it before off mic scope and finding that scope. And they may have bitten off a little bit more than they can chew, and they right. came it came out with it came out half baked. And there was a huge fiasco over it. Especially well, yeah. yeah. You can't even defend the price. Yeah. 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 But with the like it doesn't matter the size and scope, like anything can go either way, but when one guy right. all of that now, is not only that, you should buy that game. It's on Xbox, it's on PlayStation, it's on PC. Right. Coming to the Switch. It is coming to the Switch. It it's is been confirmed. coming to Switch. It's buy it, great. play it. It Now, it's no action game. This is a Harvest Moon-esque game. Mm-hmm. So go into that understanding. 
but it's worth the pay. It's about the closest thing you're going to get to Harvest Moon <laughs> in a long time, my friend. It's worth the payment. It's like 20 bucks. Really, though. Oh, it's 15 and you can catch it on sale usually for Oh, no, 10. no, no. You need to buy the soundtrack with it. You get okay. them together, it's 20 bucks. $20. Go get the soundtrack. Yeah, because there's, what, 60-something tracks on that soundtrack? It's oh. insane. It's a lot. Now, coming from like a musician's standpoint, recreating the sound of a 32-bit system, like a Sega Saturn is incredibly difficult and he did so very well and the thing about it is his skill set like even though he may not be like the best music composer in the world he did it he did it all all right on his own and it conveyed the sense of seasons and towns and that type of thing it was pretty good i think we're all in agreement oh yeah no we agreed at the beginning (laughs) I, uh, we just had to make a plea to be like, look, we got to see this through. Yeah, right. We do have to see this through. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, listening to us on the mic, on the headphones, our top three for best developer are, the, well, the runners up are Blizzard Entertainment and Naughty Dog. And the winner, I think deservedly so, of best developer for Rocket Punch Game of the Year 2016 is Concerned Ape, a.k.a. Eric Barone. For his specifically for his work on Stardew Valley, oh, entirely. He earned every bit of it. Yep, I, I definitely agree. Oh wow, wow. We've we're here. We are at the precipice. Yes. And this, next time you hear from us, we will be jumping over. It. This is the penultimate episode, and now, folks at home, you've been you've been listening to us for weeks on end, and now it's time. That is end of episode nine. There was only one episode left. And it is the biggest episode. Oh, yes. You could say that we're past the point of no return. You're correct. We are. <laughs> we're very well past that. Next time you, as Will said, next time you hear us, folks, it will be the last game of the year episode. It will be the big one. It will be who wins game of the year 2016. And you will find out what it takes to go even further beyond. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Dragon Ball reference. It's so great. It's so great. So definitely, if you've listened to us this far, thank you so much for listening to all of our episodes. We hope that you've enjoyed this content so far. But you've not seen anything yet until we get the Game of the Year talk. So definitely tune in for the next episode, which will be our pick for Game of the Year overall for 2016. Um, Other than that, guys, thank you once more for listening to us here. Again, you can always find our content and everything we do on rocketpunchgo.com. Um, we've got our new creator spotlight series that I've been kind of running around and kind of directing there. Um, we had a new one from the after hours game dev group that went up just recently. So definitely go check that out. Um, and as, as well, definitely be on the lookout for tank and Spank. That's definitely going to be coming back as well. Um, our blizzard theme podcast that we'll host here. Um, you know, as well, anime book club, it's coming up soon. Make sure Real soon. you've watched Yuri on Ice and join us over at twitch.tv slash Rocket Punch Live to join in the conversation. Prepare yourself. It will be a venture like no other. Yeah, well, you're, you're not <laughs> you wrong not about wrong. that. You're not wrong about <laughs> that one. Not wrong. Um, but other than that, guys, thank you so much for listening in. Prepare yourselves. Yep. Calm your mind. Prepare your souls. Next time will be game of the year. We finally made it. We will see you then. <laughs>